Assalamu alaikum. I'm Khalil Alika. And I'm Zahir Parker. And welcome to AccidentalMuslims.com. So AccidentalMuslims.com is a, a movement, a platform where we showcase present and future leaders to help us live with purpose. And we believe that everybody has a story to tell. This podcast hopes to add value. So welcome and enjoy. Assalamu alaikum. We are live on AccidentalMuslims.com today. Today we have... Bilal Basiuni and Abdul Rifat, that's how I'm going to say it. Um, they are from Al-Shark Youth, the South African app, executive members. Um, yeah, assalamu alaikum, shukran for coming. Waalaikumsalam, thanks for having us. Okay. So I think we're just going to get into it. Just tell us, you can go one at a time, decide who goes first. Um, who is Abdullah? Can I suggest Bilal goes first because he's older <laughs> than me, just to show respect. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> thanks for starting off the conversation like that. But so I am um, Abdullah. Um, <laughs> I am Bilal Basiri. Uh, I am a dual South African uh, and Egyptian citizen. I grew up in Johannesburg, and uh, I'm an executive member of a Shark SA. And also, I am a political activist, analyst, and commentator. Mm, <laughs> no, no, that, that puts me under so much pressure. But my name, as you said, my name is Abdullah Rafat. Uh, I'm from Palestine, was born and raised in Palestine. Moved to South Africa like about six years ago, just to study at UCP. I've been involved in mostly uh, university activism for Palestine. Uh, some other activism, but mainly it's Palestine. And uh, I'm the coordinator of uh, a shark youth network in South Africa. Awesome. Um, okay, so how's it been? So coming from uh, Palestine, um, what was childhood like? What's the, what was it like coming from there to South Africa? Tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, coming to South Africa was a huge change for me. So mm-hmm. I always say it was like almost literally that I came out of a box. Mm-hmm. Like living in, in Palestine with all the regulations, with all like the... Uh, the way that we live there, how Israel tries to put us, especially the community that I come from, which is the Bedouin community, try to isolate us almost from other communities as well. Coming to South Africa was a huge shift, where I learned even about myself, about Palestine, about the Palestinian struggle in, in a much different way. Yeah. And it gave me like an opening eye like, uh, into like, the Palestinian struggle. And to the, the whole world, generally. So, imagine like one, one of the small examples I can give is that before I come to South Africa, I thought that everyone uh, outside of Palestine was against Palestinians. Oh, wow. Literally everyone. And then when I came here, I found that, no, wait, there is people who actually, mm. there are good people outside. Can I ask you why, like, why was there that thought pattern? I think it's because... Where we come is that we feel like the whole world is, or the media tells us that the whole world is supporting Israel, right? Okay. And then we sometimes, like, we almost lose hope that there is anyone supporting us. Okay. So it's that experience. So were you, you were born in Johannesburg? No, I came when I was two years old. Oh, okay. So you were really young. So basically, is that kind of the only life you've known? Or not really? Not really. Okay. Um, so, Abdullah's a Bedouin, I'm a nomad. <laughs> so, okay. I'm born in Sierra Leone, mm-hmm. uh, West Africa. 
and I moved to Afghanistan uh, when I was two years old. Um, my life has been just through changing schools. I've been to five five schools mm-hmm. in my basic education years, three univers- four universities, lived in three cities around South Africa. And again, um, being, being uh, an Egyptian and in South Africa, there's so much, um, I don't say identity clashes, but identity differences that especially a person in my, in my, in my position would, would start noticing, you know, being uh, an Arab Muslim uh, that doesn't fall within the racial categories of South Africa, black, white, colored, Indian. Okay. It makes, makes me very con- conscious of how the social dynamics work in mm-hmm. South Africa. So, um, and again, moving around the country and studying different um, degrees and from school to school, I've been to predominantly white schools, predominantly Indian schools and predominantly black schools. So, again, how, how does a person from my, from my background fit in within, within, within these dynamics? And again, my own um, heritage and culture mm-hmm. and, and all of that coming into the mix. So, it makes, it makes uh, an interesting uh, fit, uh, to say the yeah. least. Okay, so I think we can we gonna I'm gonna ask a little bit about the organization. Um, is is this? Do you want to ask something? Yeah. Bef- before we get to the organization, tell me, uh, Abdullah, if have you been back to Palestine? Yes, I I go every year, like once a year, because I have to go renew my visa, obviously, because I'm on a student visa here. So yeah. Okay, and uh, like, what is it like when you go back? To Palestine versus when you return to SA. So that experience of going there and coming back and going there and coming back. So, yeah, at the airport, generally, I remember the first year when I came here. Uh, on my way back, I booked with uh, Elat, the Israeli Elat, right? Because I thought it would be easier that because I didn't speak English that time. Mm. So I booked with an Arab who speaks Hebrew, and that was my second language. I said, you know, it would be easier just to travel with, you know, like using a language that you know. So in the way back, an Arab actually refused to allow me or let me in onto the plane. Although I paid and like and there was not, nothing wrong, they interrogated me for like two and a half hours or something. And at the end, they said, sorry, we are not going to let you to fly with us. And we were stuck in Johannesburg. It was me and another two guys. And they didn't know what to do. So that was just the first experience, right, of going back at uh, home. And then since then, every time I go home, uh, they interrogate me at the airport. And then when I go, when I reach to my house, the police come to my house and they either uh, to, come, to go to the station or they come and take me uh, from home. Uh, once I went home actually for my cousin's wedding and during the wedding they came there they made a big scene two three cars and they took me from the wedding to interrogate me about South Africa so yeah it's, every time it's the same thing mm. every time I go home there's there must be interrogation it's almost the same questions every time who are your friends where do you stay and like what is your phone number and different city questions actually mm. That have no meaning. I think I think that maybe we because um, obviously like as South Africans we're really supportive mm. and like you know we always you know behind Palestinians and the struggle but I don't think we always have an accurate idea of like mm. what exactly goes on yeah so, when Abdullah yeah. says it as plainly as that it, 
it just kind of reminds reminds oneself about how stark the injustice yes. is, yes. and it's not. Um, in, in, in some cases, it is structural and and underhanded. But in, in mm. cases like Abdullah just mentioned now, mm. it's vivid, very vivid and and at a very high level, you can just see it. I must say on that point that I'm actually one of the most privileged Palestinians. First, because I stay in Palestine and the land. There are millions of Palestinians who are expelled and not even allowed to go back to Palestine. So even if I'm interrogated, even if I'm like being harassed at the borders, I still manage to go back to my home. And like the millions of Palestinians who would like to go back. And especially if you remember like Palestinians in the in Syria, the Yarmouk refugee camps, and we were talking about this earlier. Uh, last week I, I participated in a delegation of uh, 20 Palestinians from all over the world who came to South Africa to learn about the South African experience. And one of them was um, from Al Yarmouk camp. And when he was telling us the story of Al Yarmouk and he was explaining about the civil war in Syria, like all of us were crying. I mean, now he himself is a th- He's, he is dispossessed now again for the third time. His family, you know, they moved from most of the Palestinians who live in, who used to live in Yermou, they, they were removed from Palestine to Lebanon, from Lebanon to Syria, now from Syria to Europe or any other country, you know, and they, they have to go through the sea or they have to struggle like this. That's why I say that my story is actually really insignificant compared to, the, to those. People, or even those who still live in refugee camps in, in Lebanon, for example. I heard very like stories that made me really thankful that I'm still, you know, one of the privileged Palestinians. Yeah. Okay, so before now, because now I have, I want to get all shared, but now I have one million other questions. Um, so I wanted to know, so coming here, what is the, what is like, for both of you, actually, I mean, you've been here for most of your life, but what's the hope for back home kind of thing? Mm. Like, um, for mm. the homeland, and what yeah. what is, yeah, what's the hope? And what do you take back with you? Yeah. Well, it's, that's a very loaded question, to be honest. Um, well, aspirations that I have for South Africa is very similar to the ones I have back home. Mm. It's... Uh, prosperity for for the people that um, that live that, that mm-hmm. live there, and we live we live in a world that's not isolated anymore. We live in a world that's very interconnected, and they 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 like the, the values and they're becoming more more and more universal. So, for example, um, the Palestinian cause is very close to my heart, and at the same time, um, democracy and, and freedom for the for the um, for the people in in. in in the Middle East and North African countries, and especially Egypt, of course, because that's where uh, my family is from, and that's, yeah. what, that's my heritage. So, and these are the kind of ideals I, I want: social justice. And, and, and we look at South Africa as a prime um, example, the epitome of social injustice in the world. And that's the kind of things that um, I aspire to play um, a role in, in changing. Uh, you know, um, and, and so we're not we're not we're not living in boxes anymore. We're not isolated from each other, yeah. um, especially as youth. There's so many ways to link and communicate and share experiences and and be active in terms of what our values are, what we strive for. Um, and South Africa is not very different from Egypt. It's not very different from Palestine. What irks 
people in these regions in many cases are very similar. The context may be different, mm. no doubt, mm. but uh, in generally, it's yeah. people people want better lives. Yeah. Um, Abdullah, before you answer, I just want to, um, everyone viewing on Instagram, if you have any questions, don't forget to send them in and we will ask our guests. Okay, well, I would, I think that everyone who comes from the Middle East have the same like hopes that Bila just explained now, that we want a better future for all of us, for all the residents of the region. Uh, and But to take this back to Ashark, actually, that's one of the reasons Ashark was created and yeah. one of the reasons that I personally, I approached Ashark and told him, listen, I think that there is so much to learn from South Africa, let's start something here in South Africa. And Ashark origi originally started as uh, uh, like a, an initiative to bring uh, Middle Eastern uh, uh, youth to build, the, to develop their skills and to uh, to build a, f a new future, a new generation that has hope. Actually, because especially after the the the, the uh, or the coups that that we saw in the Middle East, Egypt, and yeah. the, the, the civil war in Syria and other places, many youth, they lost hope. And we thought, you know what, we we need to bring this, you know, spirit of the Arab Spring again into the younger generation. So Ashark started, like, with, we want to gather the, the youth together, then to connect them with each other, build basically a network of, like, you know, very skilled and very aspiring youth. And, but however, we realized then, or no, I wasn't there in the beginning, but the, the organizers there realized that we can't do it alone. We have to uh, discover other places. We have to learn from other places as well. And at the same time, we also have some, uh, uh, like, uh, skills that we can, you know, offer to the rest of the world. So we here in South Africa, I mean, South Africa has a rich experience. Yeah. with its anti-apartheid struggle. So for me as a Palestinian, but also as a person from the Middle East, I look at South Africa as a place where we can learn on how we can, for example, for example, live together. I mean, uh, South Africa is a very diverse society. You had the white people who came from Europe and now they became all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, part of this community. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, your community better than me, the Indians, colors, and blacks. Mm -hmm. Whereas, and you have many religions, you have many languages. Whereas we in the Middle East, most of us, the vast majority, we have one religion. The vast majority have, like, uh, maybe we speak Arabic, but there's also, like, very few other languages, like the Persian, the, the Turkish, and the Kurdish, the Amazigh, those are also, they belong to the region, anyways, right? So we have less the differences than what you have in South Africa, yet you achieved peace and like you are working for a better future. And I always ask the question, why do we keep, keep failing? And I think that there is an answer in South Africa, and we must learn from that. So that's my hopes okay. from the South African experience. And by living here, I can see like going, like mixing with the community, learning at its universities. I see that there is something to learn here, and I hope that to take some of that back home. So you said you you think there are answers within this context. What are you referring to? Is it still to be uncovered? But like, because I'm I'm assuming you, these are like specific things you're speaking about. There are many things. Yeah. Like, 
First, first, I think the, the, the struggle itself, right, in South Africa, it has many personal experiences for those who fought in the struggle mm-hmm. and the way in which, if we want to talk about structures and how to overcome oppression, right, like we have in Palestine. The struggle teaches us on how to overcome and especially like to connect like the youth together, to building networks. And basically, like, I think if you look at the UDF, for example, it was basically like a network of different organizations who came together for, for one purpose. Uh, I think the, uh, the Arab Spring showed us the power of, the power of networking as well. Yeah. However, what we didn't have in the Middle East is we couldn't, or during the Arab Spring, we couldn't maintain that. Uh, the, the networks, we couldn't maintain the goals and I think what was lacking is the experience of democratic structures within our movement and that was clear within maybe in Egypt we could see how the inexperience or, or, or because we, people didn't believe that we can have democracy just like that yeah. so they couldn't maintain it and I think we need to evaluate all of these you know, experiences yeah. And South Africa, for me, as, as Abdullah, like, it gave me, uh, uh, you know, uh, I believe in democracy more now. And when I participated, especially in Roads Must Fall and Fees Must Fall, I saw other aspects that I also didn't see even throughout, like in, in other, uh, uh, you know, experiences. And uh, so I participated in the end, I saw in first hand like, what it means to organize something and to achieve like uh, you go in a democratic way as well and the the processes that when that the, the students went through like from yeah. protesting one person and I saw that one that morning when uh, uh, Chimani I think started the you know the protest in front of roads and then few guys joined him from there we went to management and protesting outside and then how they sort of developed this the, 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 the structure from out protesting outside the building to going inside the building to going into the uh, Max Price's office that time yeah. itself, then from go- going to parliament. And so all these stages, each one has significance. And I think it was a really good experience for me to be present and to see all of that yeah. and to see that democracy actually works. And also for South Africans to see that democracy is not or the struggle in South Africa is not over yeah. and you still have a lot to do within your own context and you have the channels for that. I think many South Africans underestimate, you know, the the you know, the situation. And I think yeah. they can do more but you know, yeah. you just have to push a little bit more. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How easy is it for the two of you to identify with each other in terms of your political ideals? Do you ever clash? <laughs> Look, I, I, I don't. I don't think the cu- the culture that Al has is a culture that promotes groupthink or a, a um, or a um, a single-minded um, uh, you know identity or value. So we, I come from a different background. Allah does, mm. but we. There's, I think, there's much more that unites. Abdullah than what divides, mm-hmm. and I, I haven't to this moment had something um, to reach a moment of of um, of clash in terms of, of, of thought. But we do add and enforce um, uh, you know ideas and and, and 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 discussion points to to when we have these debates. So I mm-hmm. 
I, I think, and, and I think all, what I see from Abdullah also is he's someone that can concede to good arguments, and, and I think it's something that, um, that I, I do as well because uh, I see myself as um, always on a learning trajectory, and Abdullah <coughs> will, of course, uh, give me so much food for thought when we do have these discussions. So it's not about winning an argument, it's not about, it's about reaching consensus, it's about um, gaining more from each other. I don't know, have I just said something completely out of <laughs> no, no. Basically, I think Bilal and I, we, and like generally like members of Hashal, we agree on the same principles, and that's what unites us. Yes. If we do have disagreements, it will be about maybe the approach, or yeah. maybe, so, which is something that wouldn't cause conflict, yeah. per se. You know, it will cause maybe disagreement, which is normal and it's good for it's development. Helpful. It is, it's helpful and it mm. helps us to develop our. Uh, understanding of life generally mm. so and for me i think this is also one of the uh, shark's uh, uh, messages is that you know despite all the differences that we have as long as we agree on the same principles in life that you know that preserve the human dignity and put the human being general despite the again the differences first and before everything then we can work around anything and we can achieve anything we want yeah. And that what actually got it, not joining them. The, the thing is, us. it's very difficult to disagree upon these values, unless you're self-interested and and you are uh, this small devil that's brewing inside of you. So these principles are, 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 are so humanistic and, and so tangible and re- relatable to everyone that it's it becomes a non-starter to argue against, in, 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 in a sense. So... Um, that's why it's appealing. It appealed to me. It appealed to Abdullah. It will appeal to any to anyone that has a um, a, a cause in him, a drive in him to to, uh, to enforce change, to be a, to be a change maker. So uh, yes, in, in in that essence, we 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 disagree about approaches, but mm. I think we all agree about principle. Absolutely. I would, to add on that, I think one of the good things that I like just Bilal touched on something. Uh, I just want to build on that. Uh, a shark is a platform that uh, allows people who have those, those principles to actually encourage each other. Because each one of us have that small, like, you know, uh, um, uh, desire to be a little bit individualistic, a little bit, you know, uh, these things that we, you know, these feelings or these approaches where we want to be, you know, for ourselves. But then working in a, in a structure or being with around people who are where you are always encouraged to be a better person, to look at others around you and to like you know so, uh, to have the benefit of everyone in mind all the time, it also is good it is good for us as an encouragement as well. Yeah. I mean, even if I want to do something good, but I have no one around me, maybe then I would try to think that, you know, let me do it for money maybe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I also like appreciate being part of uh, Shark. And I think in that setting, the, if there are disagreements or anything, it's something you usually learn from more Absolutely. than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something you grow from. Um, okay, so I think you did kind of say why Shark started mm-hmm. and... Um, are you guys looking to expand? Are you because the base is in, is the base in Cape Town? How? Yeah, I still don't know exactly what. Or maybe shark yeah, is. maybe we can okay. do that. So on that, a shark it's still growing. Like it's, mm-hmm. we're still now building a shark's foundations. So as I said, 
we only approached the, the shark uh, base uh, last year mm-hmm. and we had our launch event in last year in August and now we are uh, still building the structures. And so when did the um, the original, like when did it start? <coughs> yeah, the original shark idea came in 2011 and the founder, okay, yeah, the founder of a shark is actually uh, he used to be the uh, prisoner of Al Jazeera. So he left Al Jazeera to start this new network uh, uh, of, of young, for the younger generation. So from there, they started in Turkey because at that time, Turkey had the most space despite everything that goes in Turkey. Compared to the Middle East, other, other places in the Middle East, Turkey had the most, you know, uh, free space that we could. Uh, find the Middle East. So, and then uh, again, the focus was in the beginning Middle Eastern societies, but then they they went out, and now we have 23 hubs all over the world, like in Europe, in Asia, and Africa, and other other parts. So, but la- but in South Africa, we only started last year, right? So at the moment, we are um, we are still gathering people who. You know, as a network starts, you start working with people around you, people you know who have the same aspirations, the same principles, and would be like really beneficial. And so, what we're trying to do is that we try to gather like uh, the, the people who we think are that fit within the criteria of a shark that f- basically share the same uh, principles, and we so, use each other's so skills. So, what what is like what is what are yeah, those principles? Yeah. Well, the principles is some. It's like a set of principles, like believe in in the human kind, like you democracy, promoting democracy, okay. promoting you know uh, pluralism, um, basically being you know uh, principles that are very general actually that no one would, most people would not be against. So it basically, and promotes justice. Justice, justice, social justice. Yeah, yeah. So these principles that are, you know, that again promote social justice. I yeah, think that's yeah. the, the best way to, to describe mm-hmm. it. And uh, so again, not many people would disagree with that. Um, was before that, you confused me. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> you were speaking. You were speaking yes, about gathering. Yeah. yeah. So we gather like uh, people who believe in these in these principles. And we try to to discover the skills that we have, right, uh, as members, and then try to help each other on you know on on, on on certain events that we try to facilitate throughout the year, right. So now next or oh, during this month we are supposed to have an event on uh, the code of conduct that we will it will be more internal event, so where we would discuss these values and we see. We try to put in paper what are exactly the values that we sh- all of us share, mm-hmm. and we didn't, we don't go against, right? So, and there we would give, you know, each we would see where we can, how we can work together to benefit each other and to benefit uh, the, the broader South African yeah. community. So we we had an event also last uh, in March, right? Yeah. Last week, uh, last month, where we tried to put like an annual event. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, annual plan, annual plan, and like we came up with few events. If you don't mind me, like saying what they are, mm-hmm. like no, one of them was, or oh, the, one of the first events that we planning is to have like an interfaith summit, 
right? Where we want South Africans from all different religions to come and speak, but not in the traditional, you know, interfaith, you know, spaces. We want to, uh, you know, challenge a little bit of our, you know, maybe religious leaders, the, the, the role of like the youth in these spaces and be more critical, actually. You know, that's how we, I, I believe, that's how we develop, is by being critical of our role, not of our beliefs, you know. Each one has the right to believe whatever they want, but we need to be critical of how we implement that and how we bring, you know, implement the values of yeah. these religions and on the ground. And, and how we interact with each other, I think that's very, very important. Um, uh, do we live in bubbles, mm-hmm. isolated from each other, and we, when we do, to be objectified yes. in the next. So these kind of questions we want, we want to tease out, and we want um, this, the community in, in South Africa to engage with these kind of discussions in a, um, in a transparent, open, and um, you know, inclusive environment. That's yes, definitely. So did that come, that came from a need that you guys saw yes. in the context that that's like people are staying within like bubbles, or what did, what did it come from? So uh, the, these are hypotheses mm-hmm. that uh, that may exist um, in society or may have existed in in um, in, 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 um, in the thoughts of those that proposed uh, to have this event. But we thought it's even if it doesn't exist, then let this event prove prove itself. Let okay. let this discussion be be had. It's an important discussion. discussion. Yeah. And it's also another way to reach into like different communities, mm-hmm. as Pilar said. So we don't. You know, to break these bubbles and the boxes, mm-hmm. and for us as a shark as well to discover the new places, because a shark is giving this stigma that because we come from the Middle East, then it therefore must be a Muslim, you know, initiative. Absolutely. Which I think those not, people think of when they yeah. are yes. shark, yeah. Which which we are trying to say that actually, like we are not. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be again the principles and the values that we all share. They, they are not limited only to Muslims. They transcend you know? transcend communities, yeah. religions, and. Exactly. Ethnic, ethnic spaces. So, yeah, so that's, that's why it's one of the ways in which we, appro- we approach people and we introduce ourselves and, you know, and we, make, we create networks, of, you know, brought different identities. So that would be like something that, uh, or an event that we, we try to reach South Africans. But then our second event would be like a, building a summer school where we, where we are planning to host uh, members of a shark from other countries to come to South Africa mm. and also send some South African members to overseas as well yeah. to share experiences. Yeah. And as we started, I said that South Africa has a really good uh, history and experience. Yeah. So we would like to share. And I think visiting you know, different countries is a way of learning as well. Uh, so, so, for example, we have a very like good hub yeah. Uh, shark hub in, in Tunisia and you know that Tunis is still now building the you know democratic structures yeah. and they still dealing with you know uh, issues of the past so South Africa went, went through like a long experience now not very long but like 25 years of democracy what does that mean what are the mistakes that South Africa made what are the challenges and how can they overcome it so that would be, I think, very valuable for people in in, in, the, in, in Tunisia, for example. There are other countries who have yeah. similar or different experiences, but surely they can learn from from South Africa. And the other event would be uh, what we call Cape Town Cleanup. So it's just a social e- event where we'd like to, 
you know, be part of the community and uh, have something that would be beneficial for the general South African community or Cape Town community in this case. And then we have... But what, what, don't you want to go into what that is a little bit? To be Which honest, these, these events, they were uh, uh, proposed by different members, right? Yeah. And because we are still planning for that, each, you know, group will have their own proposal how we do it to define themselves and we can take it from there. So I don't want to just overstep and give them tasks from now (laughs) that they don't know about and then later they will tell me, oh, we didn't, we were not planning for this. Exactly. So I don't want to (laughs) put them under pressure. Yeah, but as the name suggests, it's an environmental initiative. What is the main goal of Al Shark? Um, as in, what what do you what do you want to achieve as an organization? As as the ultimate goal. Okay, we want to build basically, and we don't want to make it like a big thing. Like we have like very sophisticated work. We want to build like a network of young people who can work together for the benefit of their own community and share experiences with offer with overseas with the international community. So. The events and the um, smaller goals, we as members formulate that together. Okay. Right? As people of, of South Africa know better what is better for them, mm-hmm. you know. So the goals of South African hub would be different than the goals of the uh, Tunisian hub, for example. So, and we, as, as I said earlier, we're still working on that. We're still uh, formulating our hub. And generally, I think that there is a uh, there is an agreement within the hub that what we want is we want to discover first what oppor- what the skills we have within South Africa and what opportunities there are for South African youth, and we try to bring those up to the public because there are many people looking, for example, for jobs and they don't know where to look, how to look, and we maybe try to host events that highlight these opportunities. And then link maybe the investors with some, you know, skillful people who who have you know the ability to join the workforce. That's just a, an mm-hmm. example of one thing that we might we hope to achieve. Um, so I know obviously what you said now with regards to the different contexts, you will have different goals with the different apps. Mm-hmm. How do you then all manage to stay the different? Because I'm sure something there has to be a thread that holds it all together. Mm-hmm. What are like, what are the commonalities? How do you all communicate, ensure you're all on the same page? So, what join what uh, brings us all together again is the principles, right? Yeah. And when you have goals, they are based on these principles, yeah. you know? So, we will not be far from each other, uh, each other's goals, you know? So, you know, you won't find, for example, hypothetically speaking, someone supporting, you know, uh, a military coup here and someone against a military coup. So yeah. that's because it's it, yeah. the principles would be different, then, yeah. Yeah. right? So yeah, and the way we interact with each other is that we have uh, a shark has its own uh, uh, pl- social media platforms. Yes, and there is obviously they have uh, Instagram, Facebook, and the traditional stuff. But they also have work uh, workplace where the only a shark members have access to. But also we. We have like uh, events like the summer schools where we uh, like share, uh, we join each other at each other's countries, we visit each other and we learn from each other there. But also we have the annual event where if most of like um, uh, members are invited to uh, one big event 
that we all join. And this year, the event will be in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. And there will be two of our members, one of them is Bilal, are going to join that uh, event. And it's sponsored by Shark. And other members and even the public is also invited to join that as well. Yeah, and I, th- I think if also to answer your question, there is uh, routine organizational meetings that we have uh, with okay. all shop members are based in, based in Cape Town. We we meet each other regularly and we discuss pertinent and developing issues and uh, strategies and um, um, allocate tasks and the usual organizational um, or as, as any NGO would, would function. We, we we have these these discussions and meetings as well. So, just want to highlight like one thing here that I can see is that I'm always thinking about like internationally about the shark and about even my my experience in South Africa is like how to share international thing, you know. And you see, people like Bilal don't think more locally, so uh, hence we need each other, you know, to to have better space of work. Yes, and again, these are different uh, personality types, or throughout the group, we have rich. Uh, vibrant um, youth group that's part of Shark from students, uh, lawyers, um, 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 and political analysts like myself, um, uh, aspiring active, aspiring <laughs> academics and activists no. to my right hand side. So um, yeah, it's it's we, we are so different, and yet and yet we we, sh- we share, uh, you know, uh, these these principles and 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 we we. Uh, we really want to be change makers mm. and to be part of, of, of a bigger cause. And that's that's what brings them all, bring us all together. Okay, I, I get that um, you want to create this community and network in South Africa mm. for individuals like yourselves, mm-hmm. uh, from my understanding. How do you link that back to the Palestinian struggle or the Syrian struggle? Yeah, so it, we're not necessarily driven by a particular cause or a particular mm. struggle. Okay. So if, if it necessi- necessitates, for example, that the South African hub feels the need that we need to discuss an issue about the Palestinian cause and development mm. of the Palestinian cause, this would be a decision taken by the South African hub. There could be other issues that could be discussed. So we're not necessarily just limited to, to, to one point of, of, um, of, of, of cause or one point of call mm. uh, for that matter. We, we as South African Hub will, 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 will sit together and say, listen, um, there's been developments in, in, in Syria, there's been, um, there has been, as we know, um, a huge humanitarian crisis. We need mm-hmm. to create awareness about this particular matter. Okay. Can, we, can we do something about this? And something can rise, for example, um, in the Central African Republic or, or any other country in, mm-hmm. in the world. And then that, that matter will be, will be discussed. As long as the principles are there and the values are there, the issues will change, the context will change, but we, we will we relate to these discussions depending on, on how we see fit. And I feel like there's a common theme of uh, social justice. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, that's to, absolutely, to that's absolutely yeah. So what, it, what does it mean to you? What, is it, what will it look like to you if you saw it? Well, if we saw it... Mm. Well, that, that that takes us back to, to back to defining the word justice. And for me, I think it's also linked to the human dignity, where people feel that they are safe, that they are not hungry, that they are, you know, being looked after by whether it's by author by the authorities or by the community in which they live. 
So that's that's my idea of social justice. Yeah. yeah. Also added to that, it's relative. So, um, for example, uh, when you talk about social justice um, and um, the vast the vast minority, like in this African context, a minority um, has resources, has the privileges that came with the um, with the apartheid regime, for example, and the, the majority black South Africans. Um, are, are poverty-stricken, um, without skills, um, um, unemployable, unemployable, as they say, um, and you see the stark differences automatically. That that to, to the naked eye, mm. to anyone, sorry, to to any 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 rational person seeing that, they will see an injustice. So, how do we reverse that? How do we bring 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 this this this, this huge difference, this huge gap, bring it closer, and and uh, I, I don't see, uh, personally, in, in the world that we live in, a just society. So it's an idealistic um, 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 idea. It's an, it's an ideal that we all aspire to. Approaches gonna be, will, will be different and each, each place is going to be different. And within each country, each locality is going to be different. But as long as we have this vision that we need to bring people closer, we need to to bridge this gap between the extremely privileged and rich to those that have <coughs> next to nothing. Mm. That for me is, is, is how I perceive this process. People watching, if they do want to get involved, mm-hmm. how, what is the place, maybe not on the core team or anything like that, but how do people get involved in? Well, the first thing is, is, is uh, participate in our events. Uh, and we will announce our events on, on social media, and they will see that. And uh, that's that's I would say the first step to joining a uh, shop. And later on, as Pilar said, when we open up like the membership, and we are able actually to have more members in in our team, then uh, they all are welcome to be part of the team uh, at a later stage. How do they know about this? Like, is there something that a membership thing or websites or? There is a sharks website, and there is sharks uh, social media platforms, and we are in the phase now of establishing uh, social media platforms that are specifically for sharks South Africa, so that will will come in soon. With regards to the youth, what is it that really excites you? The youth is, they have less tolerance for nonsense. Mm. This is one of the most important, like, the uh, thing that like, I see and see as an empowering thing. They're independent, they're goal-orientated, they know what they want, mm. which I find um, something very, very special thing with the youth. Their ability to communicate with each other so quickly past, I mean, look at us sitting here, <laughs> we hopefully reaching um, so many people in their homes or driving and, so, and do, doing the normal things and they get opportunities to see us and while we share experiences. Um, these, the, this, this thing is such a privilege and it's such, um, and it's so unique to this generation, it's unbelievable. And, and the opportunities this opens is just exceptional. Yeah, I believe that that summarizes it. But, so the energy behind the, the youth it's something that is really inspiring. Selfies. That's something that concerns me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've, I've, I've been, I've been, yes. uh, I, um, you know, uh, guilty of mm. selfie on occasion. But it's this, this idea about, you know, 
uh, capturing the moment and not living it. It's something that really irks me. You know, there's, it also speaks about other underlying issues such as materialism and, and selfishness. <laughs> Which is also part of this of this, you know, and, and I'm speaking about this includes myself. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not saying I'm any, I'm any better, but we need to be more principled, cause orientated, and this is something that I invite myself and urge myself and others and other youth to be to to really uh, uh, start grappling with find a cause that's close to your heart and follow. it. Yeah, well, since you started with like, no, actually, I want to speak about because you said something that you know being critical as well, and I think that sometimes what frustrates me is that the youth nowadays are not exactly only critical, but also sometimes they deny the achievements of others, especially the previous generation. So I would say that we must be critical and extremely critical, but not deny, you know, the achievement as well. Because there are people who have done a lot, maybe yes. not enough, but we shouldn't deny their efforts as well. So basically acknowledge, yes. but also know that I mean, you're going to things. And build on that. Yeah. yeah. Develop and yeah. improve. Okay, so, so I, I don't know how you're going to do it. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Think, um, what other questions, and did I see? So this is a, a complete sentence uh, um, part of our show okay. where I started off and you completed maybe with a word or a phrase. So I think... You have to write behind you or is it... Do you have? It's not long. <laughs> so I think... So there's, well, there's eight questions. I can alternate between the two. Yeah, but oh. maybe giving both, like... <clears throat> Like let them both answer me. Oh, okay. And you're not allowed to say okay, the same. Okay, cool. So, so oh, we both answering the same. But answer. if it's a yes and no question, you can't. <laughs> no, it's not a yes and no. Okay. So question number one is Allah is. Allah is the greatest. Quickly, Allah is sufficient. Love is. Love is an illusion. <laughs> He doesn't believe that. Love is a gift from God. <laughs> the world needs... The love. <laughs> the world needs... Uh, don't say it. <laughs> the world needs... Superman. Oh. Happy uh, he said that in different ways. Excuse me. She's joking. Uh, happiness is? Oh, happiness is? Love. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically saying I'm never going to be happy ever because love's an illusion. Just joking, no. I say it anyway. <laughs> happiness is contentment. Oh, that's actually what we want. And contentment? Contentment is? Contentment is happiness. <laughs> Oh, it's so <laughs> Contentment is only in with Allah. <laughs> Momentarily, <laughs> Success is. These are really hard questions. <laughs> Quickly, <laughs> you give five seconds. Five. Really? These, you have to write three, three, about this question. Two, one. Success, Success is nothing. <laughs> Success. <laughs> Success is in the best. Uh, success is in serving others and, and 
being some Muslims. We quote something from the Prophet so she says, Khairuness and Fawliness, or Khairukum and Fawliness. Those that, the best of you are those that are most beneficial to others. So success can only be in that. It should only be in that. You always learn from Sheikh Buddha. Yes. I'm in the spiritual zone now. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh, do you want me to go again? Yeah, exactly. Oh, success is. I, I, you know, when I was thinking about it before the program, actually, I was thinking success is contentment. But I didn't want to say it just because we said that not long ago. We used the word contentment. Yeah, but it is. Being a Muslim to you means. Yeah, being a Muslim to me is uh, serving Allah, serving others for the sake of Allah. Sheikh Abdullah. Being a Muslim is is honestly like being having good character. Um, we just can't be Muslim by name. Mm. So Islam is only activated in us once we show it, show it to ourselves, and show it to others. Good character. Wow. And um, again, the Prophet came in the Majid I only came to complete the values of, or the, uh, the establishment of character. So that's uh, without character, we, we can't really regard ourselves as Muslims. Yeah. It's powerful what you said that Islam is activated only by. Yeah. That's yes, Islam is not just ibadah. Al-Din al-Mu'amala also. Al-Iman al-Mu'amala is al-Din al-Mu'amala, yes. Religion is interaction. Interaction with others. It's actually like Islam is the word I'm looking for. It was in my mind just now. Sorry, I forgot that. Go on. We'll come back to it. Leadership is oh, being the best that you can and inspiring others and being there actually for others, not just you know having the same struggle as other people, feeling them, uh, know what they go through, and then leading them to what is better for everyone. It's selfless. Thanks too. No, no, no. There's a rule. There's one rule. It's okay. It's okay. You have to guess before. Yes, we It's fine. We'll not. He shared lots of wisdom today, so it's okay. You can skip this one. So I'm going to add the best thing about South Africa is. The best about South Africa? There are many good things about South Africa. Best. One thing. One thing? Can it be one person? Huh? I'm beyond, I'm bigger than South Africa. Not bigger than South Africa, I'm bigger than just being South African. I'm universal. The best in South Africa? Again, there are many things. South African, the freedom that you enjoy, I mean, the people that are here, the big hearts that we find in South Africa, is something that I really like. They are amazing people as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cook sisters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, that's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we'll take it. Enjoy it. <laughs>
Look, sisters is amazing. Mm. But uh, yeah, definitely, best thing about South Africa is mm. its people, its history, its culture. There's so much beautiful things. There's so much. There's I can't I can't count. Um, like it's it's such a blessing to be in South Africa, and South Africans really like if if, if a South African travels outside of South Africa, mm. he'll know immediately what I'm talking about. Absolutely. If, yeah. if I want to say like South Africa for me is that there are three people, right, in South Africa. One I would not mention. The other is Fazila Mohammed. The third is Maulana Hassan. I think we we actually kind of need to get up very soon. Too, um, I have I have like one more question and then the final thing. So okay. I I really wanted to know um, firstly what's the thing that you're most grateful for today? If you could choose one thing, what are you most grateful for? Like, for today like right now, like, like in your yeah, life right yeah. now, yeah. what is the thing you're most grateful for? For me, coming to South Africa, actually, mm. it's yeah, it changed my life. Mm. I'm a different person, mm. so yeah, I'm grateful for that. And hence, like I said, I mentioned Mawlana Ahsan earlier, yeah. he passed away last year. Without him, I wouldn't have been here. So. Um, my family. Definitely, the, everything they have achieved after the blessings of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is uh, through their sacrifices and through their guidance and the values, principles, and their ambitions all shaped because of the, the family that they have. Um, is there anything else on you before we close up? No. Um, so final, just final words from both from each of you to everyone watching, to the youth, um, I think especially, mm. but. Any final words? Look, um, f- for me, like I don't feel, I don't f- find myself in a position of authority to give advice to people out there. I think there's so many more knowledgeable and so many more active people out there. And whatever I've been saying here is just sharing my experiences and not necessarily dictating um, a way forward for you. So uh, find find what you love, find your ambition. Follow it, regardless of what people say, what people think. Um, and youth, the youth are the future, and you you can, you're able to to be a change maker. Mm. I would say we are able, we can. Mm. So my point would be that you know I'm not coming from a place of authority. I would be like because I am one of the youth, and I'm one of you. Is that we have to work together and we have to be all active and we have to encourage each other, help each other and be there for each other. So care about the person next to you, be for the person next to you and for the broader community, broader South Africa and broader world generally. So yeah, life is too short. Okay, so Shukran so much for being here. We really appreciate it. It was a very enjoyable interview for us as well. And all the success for the future for both of you and Falshark and yeah, all the best. So that's it for today's show. We hope you added value. We hope you enjoyed it. But most of all, we hope our guests inspired you to live with purpose. Don't forget to send us your suggestions via info at accidentalmuslims.com. If you know anybody out there that is inspiring, that's leading, that's living with purpose, please uh, do contact us. And remember, feedback is our oxygen. So follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I hope you enjoyed. God bless. Assalamu alaikum.